What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimley, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, I want to talk about the immune system and specifically regards to how it relates to our body's stressed out state or our body's stress response. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the cold and flu season, which is upon us. We're going to talk a little bit about stress, and we're going to talk about more, more importantly than all of those things is mitigating stress so that you can have the most optimal cold and flu season you have ever had in your life and beyond if you choose to implement the things that I'll share with you inside of this episode. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Nexus Podcast, where we talk about strategies for mitigating stress. As of recently, I have had a few thoughts. Now, one of the things that you have to understand about this podcast episode is I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about this week. So I just started going back through all the notes that I have in my phone. Like I keep notes on almost everything when I'm listening to a sermon at church, when I'm reading something, I keep all these notes for everything that I read and encounter and think about throughout the day so that I have a bank of things to talk about at some point, not just for the podcast, but thoughts that I have. Sometimes I revisit them, sometimes I never revisit them. And as I was starting to revisit one of the notes that I had, I found a couple of really interesting points that I thought would be important to share with you so so we can help set you up for the best cold and flu season that you possibly ever had in your life. Now, you're probably wondering like, well, is there really a cold and flu anymore because everyone just gets COVID now? Um, and whether that's true or not true and whichever side of the fence you stand on, that isn't necessarily the point of this episode. The point of this episode is to talk about how you can mitigate stress so that you can function optimally through whatever season you want to call it. It's the holiday season. And this is what you got to understand is that there's lots of conversation and there's always lots of talk about the cold and flu season. I am a firm believer that there's no such thing as a cold and flu season. Like the only reason that people get sick traditionally speaking, more often from October to about February is for a few reasons, which I want to share with you. One of them being that we treat our bodies like absolute garbage disposal. So we have way more stress. We're traveling. We're eating way more sugar. Think about it. We have Thanksgiving or we have Halloween where we're eating tons of sugar. Then we roll right into Thanksgiving where we have family visiting or we're going to visiting family. We have the stress of travel. We have the stress of finances. We have the stress of eating bad food, probably having more alcohol, probably having more sweets along the way. And then we roll that right into Christmas where we do the exact same thing that we did on Thanksgiving. And then we roll that right into New Year's where most of us have at least one alcoholic beverage, um, which puts a stress on the body. And then we roll right that right into Valentine's Day. And same thing, lots of sugar, lots of different nutrition than we would normally eat. Plus, we're going to couple that with a few things that are like so common sense, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. One of the things that is most common sense is that there is less sunlight in the wintertime. And because there is less sunlight, sunlight activates our immune system. Vitamin D is very, very good for our immune system. This is why people with COVID were being treated with vitamin D. One of the things that they were treated with, high doses of vitamin D. Vitamin D, nearly everyone in the US is deficient, regardless of where they live. Now, this poses an interesting conversation because if there's less light in the wintertime, not only do we get less vitamin D, but think about what else happens. There's something very, very important that happens is that trees for the most part, in most parts of the country, lose their leaves in the winter. And so if the trees lose their leaves, then those trees aren't converting carbon dioxide into oxygen, which means it changes the concentration of carbon dioxide and oxygen that we're actually breathing in. And it creates this like perfect storm of things that are happening that allow our bodies to be more susceptible to 
bacteria and viruses and the things that quote unquote make us sick, even though I would argue that any symptoms that we have is just an expression of health. And so when we get into that conversation, when we start to think about these things, there's a couple of important things that come up. The number one most important thing that comes up is this, is that Dr. John Minardi said this, and I think it's important to understand and think about is that under stress, under times of stress, your body will always default to the autonomic nervous system that you have strengthened the most. And so what this means is that your brain functions in a habit and pattern. And when stress gets too high, it's either going to fire the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is the fight or flight branch, or it's going to fire the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is the rest and digest branch. That's a healing branch of the nervous system. Now, they don't fire simultaneously, so it's important to understand that when we have the stress of bad food and traveling and all the sugar that we're putting into our bodies and the alcohol and being around people and sometimes it's stressful to be around family, like all of those things are stresses. And we don't ever fight or run away from them. So it's actually triggering a stress response. And this is where it gets really interesting is I was just reading about this and you'll have to forgive me that I don't know exactly where I was reading it, but I remember because I wrote it in my phone, it says this is that people who go undergo organ transplants are actually given stress hormones. Like they're given stress hormones so that the immune system does not attack the new organ because your stress hormones kill your immune system function. Your stress hormones kill your immune system function. So what does this mean? This means that, and you've heard me talk about this a million times on like the last five episodes of this podcast, is that when your body is in a stressed out state, it kills your immune system function and you don't even have to consciously feel the stress to be in a stressed out state, which is what my chiropractic office does is be able to measure exactly where your body's in stress mode or where it's in healing mode and then respond appropriately and start to change the nervous system that is firing. What I mean by this is saying this is that taking your body out of that sympathetic fight or flight stressed out state and taking it into a healing parasympathetic rest and digest state. It's simple as that. Now, the point of this conversation is to not talk about chiropractic care, but I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't talk about it. So the point of this episode is to just set up that foundation and think about the reason that it's cold or flu season is not because there's just more stuff in the air at this time of year. It's because of the perfect storm of how the environment is, our interaction with our environment, and then in addition to what we do to ourselves during this time of year that creates more stress, regardless of whether you feel it or not, which negatively influences the immune system because stress hormones do kill the immune system function. Like I just said, when someone undergoes an organ transplant, they're given stress hormones so that their body doesn't attack the new organ. It's crazy. And so the question then becomes this is what can you do as a person to mitigate the stress that your body has during this season and any other season of your lifetime? Because there's one thing that I know is that you cannot afford to be sick. Like you can't afford to lose that time with your family. You can't afford to lose that time from work. You can't afford to lose that productivity. You can't afford to lose that presence. And it all comes back to that, those things being lost in times of stress because of the way that the stress affects the front part of the brain, which we're not going to get into on this episode. So here are the strategies for being able to mitigate stress as quickly as possible. And the first one is very, very simple, and it's going to be chiropractic care. Now, you've heard me talk about this a million times. I'm not going to get into the physiology. I'm not even really going to get into what I do. But what I do want to share with you is one text message that I received this week. 
in my office as a result of someone who just started care with us. So this person, when they sent the message, had one adjustment with us. I'm not making this up. This happens regularly. This person is very good at articulating it because they do some of this other work. So chiropractic care, the number one thing, if you do not address your brain being stuck in a stress out state, what I say, the autonomic nervous system that is wired and fired the most is the one that's going to respond in times of stress. It's going to default. And so if your body's been in default stress mode, it can't be in that healing mode. And so as we start adjusting this person, one adjustment, the next day I get a text message. Good news. Yesterday, I started care with Dr. Daniel and Nexus Family Chiropractic. One adjustment so far, I feel like a new man. I have deep sleep at night. My anxiety is gone. I am out of the pit. My head is clear. It's a total win. Thank you. Direct quote from a text message. Because of chiropractic care. It's not about one and done adjustment because what we're going to do is we're going to train his body to be out of that stressed out state so it doesn't fire in the stress that he's been feeling for the course of the last year. And so number one is chiropractic care. Like if you don't address the brain, if you don't address the autonomic nervous system, then you're going to completely miss the boat because the chiropractic pair trains the brain to fire in the rest and digest, in the healing, in the parasympathetic state. Now, after chiropractic care being the most important thing that you could do, the second most important thing that you could do is something called a stack or a map. Now, a stack or a map was developed by one of my mentors and friends, Garrett J. White, uh, with the help of a woman named Byron Katie who wrote a book called Loving What Is. That's where the stack was actually developed from. Uh, But the stack or map is nonetheless just a series of questions that you ask yourself in order to walk yourself through stressful experiences in life. And the whole point of the stack, the whole point of the map is to start to wrap your head around a place of mindset when you start to have things that really, really trigger you or make you pissed off or upset or whatever the case may be. And so a map or stack looks like this. I'm going to and I'm going to oversimplify it, but it looks like this. You ask yourself a series of questions. So one of the first things you ask yourself is who triggered you to feel this way or what triggered you to feel this way? The next thing you ask yourself is what's the story you're telling yourself about what happened? And then what action do you want to take? Like, what do you want to do? And this is a place to be time, time and place to be raw, vulnerable, unedited, as explicit as possible. And like just sharing your feelings and like putting it all out there. And I won't walk through the rest of it. If you're interested in getting access to the map so that you can start to see what this process looks like, please reach out to us. You can Instagram me on, uh, you can DM me on Instagram. You can email, you can text message. Like all of those things are found in the show notes of this episode. So please feel free to reach out and actually get access to one of these if you're looking for it. And I'll share the questions with you. No questions asked. But here's the thing is that this map allows you to one, release the emotions that you would have been otherwise bottling up inside of you. And then not only do you get to release the emotions bottled up inside of you, but then you start to reframe them and look at them from a different perspective of seeing, is this actually going to get you what you want by thinking this way? And if it's not, then what is going to allow you to get what you want? when you stop thinking this way. And so this is why I love the map. This is why I love the stack is because I do one every single day and it gets me into a place where literally I feel like I'm bulletproof. Like things that used to make me so mad and so upset, I can catch myself in that drift and put myself in a different place, put myself in a different mental state in order to fully be successful and start to mitigate the stress that I'm having. I'm not saying that I'm not going to have a stress response, but it's gonna start to mitigate that stress. The next thing after the stack, and I would argue just as important, is meditate or pray. Now with meditation and prayer, 
it's very important to understand that this looks very, very different for everyone. Like very, 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 very different for everyone. And one of the ways that it looks different is like this, is that some people are meditating to completely clear out their minds. Other people are meditating to have a conversation with God. And it doesn't matter, like some people fall asleep during every meditation, which is also a good thing because it tells us you're, that you're in theta state, which is one of the brain waves that's associated with meditative state in the first place. And so there's a number of different things that can happen. Some people like guided meditations. I just listen to theta waves, um, which gets me into a place. But here's what my meditation looks like. It's very, very simple. It's a meditation slash prayer. And so what I do is I sit and I do this in the middle of the day because I want to give myself a reset so that when I go back into the office for the afternoon shift, I'm completely clear, completely focused on taking care of the people who are in front of me. And this is what it looks like for me. It looks like this is that I sit down, I turn on theta waves and in my head or out loud, I ask God, what do you need me to think? What do you need me to say? What do you need me to do today? What do you need me to think? What do you need me to say? What do you need me to do today? And sometimes there's a very loud voice that says, hey, here's what you need to do today. Other times, not so much. It doesn't necessarily matter where we fall in that continuum, but the fact of the matter is that I get amazing breakthroughs as a result of these meditations. The other thing that it allows me to do, if there were things that upset me in the beginning of the day, it allows me to just get some space away from my family, away from my phone, away from the internet, away from people who need me, and just be with myself and be with my thoughts and start to clear myself out so that I can process those things because here's one of the things that happens with most people. They give themselves no space throughout the day. So notice what I'm telling you is every single morning I do a stack, at least one, sometimes two. Every single morning I do a stack or a map and then in the afternoon at lunchtime I do I meditate and or pray. Now, when I'm doing these things, I'm literally giving myself space to process things that have come up and piss me off and maybe bugging me that I didn't even realize were bugging me until I sit down to do this stuff. And so most people roll like this. They grind, 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 grind all day, ignore themselves, ignore themselves, ignore themselves, and then they lay down for bed at night and their body wants to process all those emotions that they had stored up throughout the day. And then they have difficulty sleeping and then they do the same cycle again the next day. And then before you know it, they're completely run down. They have no answers as to why they're They're confused about why they can't sleep. They're confused about why their relationships suck. They're confused about why they can't make any money. They're confused about why their body's falling apart. And it literally has to do with this not being able to mitigate the stress that the body is under. And so meditation and prayer is key for giving yourself space to start to process those things throughout the day so you don't carry them with you to the very, very end of the day when you go to bed at night. Because it's very easy to do if you don't set up a schedule for yourself or set up the time for yourself to be able to meditate, to be able to pray, to be able to connect with God, to be able to connect with yourself and start to process your emotions and clear out your brain. And then lastly, the fourth thing is to connect and disconnect, connect and disconnect. So what I mean by this is you got to start connecting with people, but in order to do that, you have to disconnect from the things that are in front of you to connect with the people who are in front of you. Again, I'm going to say that one more time, disconnect from the things in front of you to connect with the people who are around you or in front of you. Like connecting to people is so, 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 so important. Connecting to people releases oxytocin, hugs, high fives, fist bumps, eye contact, being in the presence of babies, like being in the presence of physical people actually releases specific hormones that mitigate our stress. Not only that, but we know through these Harvard studies, which I've talked about on past episodes of the podcast, that the number one indicator of health and number one indicator of longevity in people is their quality of relationships, not how many they had, but the quality of the relationship they have with the people around them. Number two, in order to connect, you have to be able to disconnect and you got to be able to disconnect from the grind and the phones and the internet and like all the stuff and be able to connect with nature. Like connecting with nature is key. 
being out in the sunlight produce, it exposes you to vitamin D, which all of us are deficient in. When you're exposed to vitamin D, vitamin D is a precursor for almost every single one of your hormones, but not only is connecting to nature important for vitamin D, it's also important for a number of things, being exposed to a different biome. And like nature allows you to unplug and slow down. It allows your body this same state, the same relaxation state so that your body can start to heal itself again. And then lastly, the last part of this connect and disconnect is start to connect to the earth, like literally physically barefoot. Because what happens is if you can think about our body, our nervous system fires on electrical charges. So it's an electrical system, just like the electricity that runs through the walls of your house. If you have flickering lights, what do you do? You turn off the light, you turn it back on, the light works fine. Or if you have a dimmer switch and the dimmer's down too low, you have to turn up the dimmer switch a little bit. Think of your nervous system the exact same way. If the electricity's messed up, you may have to switch the breaker. One of the ways to switch the breaker is to start to get barefoot out in nature because it changes your electrical charge. It literally changes the electrical charge that your body has in a positive way. And so connecting to nature, to connecting to earth, being barefoot outside is key. Like it's critical to health, but most people just miss these things. And so notice, I have to point out one important thing with all of these is that these strategies for mitigating stress do not reduce your stress. They do not take away the stress from your life. I've said this on other episodes of the podcast. If you haven't listened to them, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast, specifically the one about taking away your stress is BS because we can't take away your stress. Think about it. All the time, we're surrounded by EMFs. We're surrounded by 5G. We're surrounded by pollution from the air and the cars that are driving. We're surrounded by bad food. We're surrounded by toxic people. We have blue light in front of us all day long on a computer and cell phones, et cetera, like, and many, 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 many more stresses. We can't take away all those stresses, but what we can do is we can mitigate the effects of them by doing these things by one, getting under chiropractic care. Like I guarantee results with the people that I take care of because I know that when we take their body out of a stress state and into a healing state, they will start to function better. Just like the text message that I shared with you in the beginning. That is number one. The rest of this stuff will not work nearly as well as it could if you don't have chiropractic care as a result because your nervous system controls all. What I say at the beginning is that your body will default to the nervous system that has been trained in times of stress. And if you never train the parasympathetic healing branch of your nervous system because you've never had chiropractic care, then there's no way that you could possibly map, meditate, and connect to nature your way out of a stressful situation. And then the last part of this is understanding that in order to like live a life, what I want to see people do is thrive and thrive by being able to take on more stress. I want to see people grow their businesses. I want to see them hire more employees. I want to see them have more tough conversations with their spouses. I want to see them have more kids. All of those things is more stressful. Like it's just more stressful, but as the body adapts, as we train the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, when we add more stress, we can actually get the parasympathetics to continue firing so that they can continue to take on more. Again, we can't take away stress from your life. That's not the point of this episode. It's to mitigate that stress so that you can continue to function at a high level. Once you have chiropractic care, you start to map or stack, you start to meditate and pray, and you start to connect and disconnect. My friends, that's all I have for you on this episode. If you got some value out of it, if you could do me one of two things, one, please leave a rating, two, leave a review, and we will come at you live again next week. I love you. I appreciate you. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. 
If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.